0: climate action news one-on-one, brought to you by We Don't Have Time and A Sustainable Tomorrow. My name is Katharina Rolf stotter and I am the program host. Mindy
1: Lubber is CEO and president of Ceres, a sustainability nonprofit organization working to build leadership and drive solutions throughout the economy.
0: Hello there, Mindy Lubber. Great to have you with us today. Great to see you. And, and
1: I'll just say quickly Uh, we don't have time to wait. So what an inspirational, clear message in your uh, program title. We just don't have time to wait.
0: Well, thank you very much. What is the focus of Sarah's work in these days of the pandemic?
1: Well, part of what we hope to do in these days of the pandemic, and one never wants to take advantage uh, of a crisis, because we're living in one and, and we can't ignore that. And we've got people who are suffering and worse uh, and our hearts go out to them. But what we've learned and what we hope our leaders will learn from this is we knew a pandemic of some sort would come upon us globally. Uh, you know, even from watching movies like Contagion 10 years ago or other warnings from scientists, from health experts, We knew there was a pandemic that could come and hit us. We weren't prepared. We knew it, but we didn't prepare. And with that lack of preparation came something that's worse than it had to be. We wouldn't have avoided it, I presume, uh, but we could have been more prepared and saved lives and not had this kind of upheaval of every part of our world, economically, health-wise, safety. Um, Climate change is similar. It's not perfectly analogous but we know it's coming. In fact, we know it's here. We are experiencing the the hottest years over the last forever. Uh, We are seeing changes in weather and patterns. We are suffering some of the impacts of climate change. We know it's here and we know it's coming worse and we're not prepared. So if there's anything our leaders can learn, and we can all learn, is let's not think Something is far off in the future, and we don't need to get ready for it. We did that with the pandemic. We are suffering that now every day. We need to get ready for climate change. We know it's coming. We're not going to be able to head it off entirely. But if we're ready, we can make changes now that will help us as we move forward.
0: And the businesses and the investors that you work with at Cirrus, how are they responding to this new situation in terms of how they address their work with sustainability and primarily climate action. Right. Uh, We work with about
1: 120 large, generally publicly traded companies, global companies, some of the largest in the world. Uh, And we work with 190 investors, again, some of the largest asset owners and asset managers. Um, In reality, and we've talked with a good deal of them, they realize that while they may have a two-month, three-month, even four-month reallocation of priorities just to get back on track and make sure they stabilize from this economic turmoil. They know that this isn't something they could put off. In the economic crisis of 2008 and nine, environmental issues, climate change, really got put off to the sidelines for years and years and years. I don't think that's what we're gonna see. I am not hearing that from our companies. All of the companies and investors we work with realize the economics of climate change as well as the overall society impacts are growing every day and we can't afford to put off acting on it.
0: We have indeed seen that we are able to act and we are able to think in solidarity with, with weaker uh, parts of society. Uh, what are the major learnings the companies and the investors can take from, from what we see in society in respect to this?
1: Well, there are certainly some general learnings that companies are seeing. One is they're seeing that companies that are standing up and acting on COVID and acting on behalf of their community and their employees in a positive way are getting an enormous bump. That reputational um, upside is real, and it's real for economic purposes, not just for the glow of doing something good for a month or two. Um, So that, that has been quite interesting, and I think many of our companies realize Rolling anything back as it relates to climate versus powering through full speed ahead doesn't matter. As I said, I expect to see a couple months slowdown for some, but most of the companies are continuing to move forward, setting goals on climate, setting plans for how to meet those goals, holding their supply chains accountable, moving to hundred percent renewables. And With many of the companies, we're trying to get them to work with us to support public policy because in the end, moving company by company or even sector by sector is not enough. We need to change the rules of the game. We need to change public policy. uh, And we need the voices of business and investor leaders to do that.
0: Mm. Thank you for for talking about collaboration. Uh, Which are the actors that should and can and could Uh, collaborate even more in this situation? Well, look,
1: we are a world, and certainly in the United States where I happen to be speaking from, not always great on collaboration. Um, But if the pandemic taught us anything as you started this discussion, it's that it is impossible, totally hands down impossible, to take on this problem of the pandemic, country by country, state by state, Community by community, individual by individual. We all need to do our share, but if we don't do what's right in the United States, it will impact China and Sweden and Africa. And climate change is the same. We cannot find our way out of this without taking this on collectively. What happens in Boston, the kind of emissions impact Rio de Janeiro. And what happens in Johannesburg impacts Hong Kong. So this is a problem that's completely. Demands a collective response. And while it's important for companies one at a time and for their sectors to act and for our investors to act, until we have public policies in place that set a level playing field and the rules of the game are clear and everybody's got to comply with the same rules, we can't get there, which is why it's so important that even within country by country, we have a rule book. It's called the Paris Agreement. We set it. We agree to it. Yes, my country is suggesting they want to pull out of it. We haven't fully done that yet. We need that to be the North Star. That is the way to make sure we are all moving in the right direction. And every company has to follow their obligation. Every country has to follow their obligations and keep moving. And many are. Uh, And each country alone has to put in place systems and policies that help get us there.
0: Thank you for those very strong that very strong message. Uh, for business leaders that are watching this, uh, small and medium and even large uh, business leaders, what would be your sort of key message to them uh, moving forward on the cli- their climate work uh, in, in the light of the, the, the COVID uh, pandemic? look, we are learning
1: and living regrettably unfortunately the hard way we weren't prepared for the pandemic and it is greater and worse than it might have otherwise been and it's taking all of us collectively to find our way out of it and i believe we will climate change is is even bigger in terms of the impact and the way it can turn our societies upside down the message has to be we cannot slow down we need to double the pace we're going, if not triple it, in acting on climate to make sure we don't have the kind of systemic and brutal impacts on every single human being from not acting. If we don't act on climate change, we'll see water shortages, we'll see hunger, we'll see migration problems, we'll see tsunamis impacting much larger people and communities underwater. We can put the brakes on some of that if we act now, sooner rather than later. And for every business and investor that we work with, the message is clear in every business and investor who we don't work with. We need to double down. It is about the pace and the scale. We need to bring along every party possible and realize that we're building a new future. It's different, but it's possible and doable. It's a renewable energy future and not a fossil fuel future. I can assure you the fossil fuel industry is not going to take this lying down, but we're making progress. The coal sector has been limited mightily because of climate change and because of action. Oil and gas is the next sector to follow. And resisting by any industry is not about building a future. The oil sector can start transitioning to a different kind of energy design. They can't do it easily, but we've got to go to work at doing it and not slowing anything down. This is a problem we know is here. We know it will come with greater force. We have two options. We could sit by and watch it and fight it um, and somehow think it's not going to happen and make believe that reality is not true, or we could act as grown-ups and move forward and move forward expeditiously.
0: Thank you very much. I'd like to, to, uh, to finish with a question that I all ask all of my guests. What is climate leadership? What does that mean to you? And do you have any good examples to share of good climate leaders? A- absolutely. Climate leadership
1: is something every single person can do from the people on my block and in my community to small businesses, medium business, large business, to universities. Um, to states, to countries, and globally. And there's a different set of things we could do. What I could do in my home may be very different than what we could do at a state level, but I could eat less meat, and I could drive an electric vehicle, and I could change my uses of water and energy and how I do things. And every one of us as an individual can do that. And businesses can change the way they run their factories and their systems and their operations and move to renewable energy and get off of fossil fuels. And our investors who are large, some of them managing $300 billion a year, they could change what they invest in. Invest in clean energy and clean transportation and not fossil fuels. And our states could act by putting in place renewable portfolio standards, how we use our energy. And our countries could act. We need a price on carbon pollution. Pollution right now is largely priced at zero. And when something's free, we get more of it. It has a cost to society, and we need to price it. And globally, we need to look at that North Star. An enormous amount of pain and suffering and sweat went into passing the Paris Agreement. It's not perfect, but it is good and strong, and we've got an obligation country by country to act. So there's nobody who doesn't have a role in this. We can all make a difference And keeping a billion people from starving or hundreds of millions of people from having to migrate from where they live or keeping us in a place where we're not running out of water when the World Economic Forum says, you know, we'll have 30% less water in five years if we don't act. You know, at the World Economic Forum this past year, uh, one of the studies said, we are sleepwalking into catastrophe. We need to wake up not sleepwalk into catastrophe, but double-charge and full-throttle act on climate change. We can limit its problems. It takes action now, today, not tomorrow, uh, at a scale and pace we haven't seen. But I am convinced we can do it.
0: Well, thank you so much for your clear and very hopeful message. And I do agree, indeed, uh, we are all climate leaders.
1: We are. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: And thank you all viewers for following this program. We will be back next week with a new episode. And meanwhile, if you're interested in joining uh, the the solutions, making more and better solutions, please join the We Don't Have Time platform. Uh, On the app, you can post all sorts of climate uh, positions and news and articles and and share your stories and also send reviews to companies that are actually pulling their load. And on the SustainableTomorrow.org, you can join if you're in Scandinavia. Uh, so please do so, and uh, let's keep up the good work. Thank you very much. My name is Katarina Rolf and I'll see you next week.
1: Coming up next week, Anders Wikman is honorary chairman of the Global Think Tank Club of Rome and chairman of the governing board of Climate Kick. He's an opinion leader, an author, and former assistant secretary general of the United Nations.